Welcome to More, the podcast where Debbie will explore real-life applicable ways to get more out of your life. And here's Debbie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have everybody back, and it's been so fun because I've gotten on a little bit Buzzsprout, who publishes my podcast, and I'm seeing that I'm having you know, quite a few downloads, and I just really appreciate that, and I can't thank you enough. We're going to go on to the next chapter in, in the book called The Laws of Success, and today's chapter is called The Law of Advantage, and I think it's a very interesting chapter, and I hope you get something from it today. Um, anyway, it's been a nice warm up for weather, at least where I'm living and I hope it is for you. And it makes the whole, uh, coronavirus thing, make it a little easier to be kind of separated from people for a while. And, um, we're still going at it with homeschool and, and all the things that we're doing. And so, um, I've appreciated the weather. Went on a nice hike today, and it was it was great. So anyway, today's chat today's chapter is called the Law of Advantage, and um, one of the things that he talks about first is the differences between modern men and um, men who in earlier periods and of time. And he says that modern men have invented and used tools to make their work more effective. And so, you know, you think about if you get a flat tire, I mean, imagine if you got a flat tire without the tools. Um, if anybody knows how to, if you know how to fix a flat tire, you know that you have a thing called a jack and you put the jack into the, the little thing and you can literally turn it with one hand and it raises the whole, your whole car up off of the, off off the ground into the air, right? And we have different machines, pulleys and levers and things that allow weight to be, you know, someone who's someone to be able to lift things much stronger than they are because of a pulley. And they call those things mechanical advantage. And you can get on and and even third graders are learning about pulleys and tools and things that make um, the mechanical advantage stronger. Um, There's also um, a device and I had, as I read about it in the book, I got online and I looked it up and I didn't really know what it was, but he talks about um, things called locks, gates and locks that they use to move ships in huge, huge ships. So what they'll do is they'll have like a gate and they'll have a a ship that's going to go into a gate and they have all kinds of huge, really big ones. And basically they just have these two, it's like a gate, these two walls that come together. They close or open with a lever and um, they can close it and, and let the water go in or out. And then what happens is when they open the gate, the ship comes in. So let's say the ship comes in at a low level, okay? The water's at a low level and the ship comes in. 
And then they come into this little gate gated section and there's a gate on the front of the ship and on the back of the ship, no matter how big the ship is or how small the ship is, the gate is as big as the ship, right? And then they feed water into that gate, into that, that section between the, the front gate and the back gate, and they feed water into it. And the water actually raises the ship up higher or lower. So that power allows the ship to move. You can actually raise the level of a ship higher or lower according to the according to these gates and these locks, and they're called locks. And so um, he's just talking about how in our lives there's advantages that we have in like mechanical advantages to make us to be better. There's also um, financial advantages. And I've been teaching my students about this, but I mean, there's all kinds of financial advantages and really my, my biggest financial advantage is my husband. He's, he's educated himself so much and he knows so much about, um, the world of business and stuff and that he is able to make money and learn how to do things, um, putting little effort in. And this is one example. Um, and he talks about this in the book, how if you buy an insurance policy, so let's say that you go out and you buy a life insurance policy. So for any kids that are listening, basically you go out and you say, Hey, I'm going to pay this much money every month to your company. And if something were to happen to me and I die, then you're going to give my family this much money. That's a life insurance policy, right? So if you pay, let's say you pay $10 a month and um, you sign up for this policy and you pay $10 a month and after you've paid, you go three months and you died and you pay, paid $30, but you signed up for a $10,000 life insurance policy. Then you paid $30 and your family gets $10,000. That's how the policy works. So that's, um, and some policies will pay out monthly for years depending on what policy you set up. So that's like a financial advantage. And I've been teaching my students about the stock market. And I'm telling you, the stock market right now, and my husband has been so smart of cashing in on the stock market right now because in our economy right now with the coronavirus things, the stock markets have gone way down. And my students have been learning about the stock market. And basically you buy you buy stock in a company and... Like right now, gas prices are so low, people aren't going anywhere because they can't really. So gas prices have gone real, gone way down. So you can go out and buy stock and gas. The prices are down right now. They're going to go back up and you'll gain money doing very little. Same with the travel industry. You know, there's so many ways to take advantage of um, things in a financial way. So these are laws of advantage in, in our physical world. But he talks about there's also laws of social advantage. So he says, um, Sterling Seal in his book, that there's a little jack, you know, in parentheses like the car jack, that we might carry around with us. And that is sense of humor and happiness and smiling. And those are like tools 
just like the tools of financial advantages, the tools of mechanical advantages, pulleys and ropes and these locks and gates and, and all the financial advantages that are out there. Um, but we have tools in our little, in our back pockets that we can use. And he talks about happiness and sense of humor and, and the power of smiling. Um, and he talks about how much this really makes a difference in our lives. So people who I looked up people who smile, they've done studies live eight years longer people who smile on a regular basis, um, live eight years longer than other people. And it's so so funny how you know, you get around kids and maybe that's why I love my job so much because kids are happy. And um, I saw several different studies that said that kids smile 400 times a day versus like 35 times for for an adult person. And I know that this is one of my areas of weaknesses is I just need to smile more. And, you know, we feel happier around kids. And I read some things that said smiling boosts your levels of serotonin which a serotonin is a chemical that you naturally produce in your body when you're happy and when things are good. And serotonin is a natural stress reducer. So um, smiling actually boosts our levels of serotonin so that we have less stress and we're more happy. And even when um, you force the smile, it's a fake smile, um, your serotonin levels increase. And so that's something that you can practice. I mean, you can really practice walking around and smiling. I know I could smile more at home. You know, I just, I'm not a big smiler. And this is something I think I could work on is smiling. And I, it was interesting how he talked about you, um, reduce the stress in the people that you're around when you're smiling at them, their stress levels go down too. And so I thought that was kind of an interesting thing is the power of smiling and the power of a sense of humor and just looking at things not so seriously all the time. And I have a really good friend that just, you know, it doesn't matter. She's always looking for the good stuff always. And she always finds it. I I ran into her. I haven't seen her for a while. And I ran into her house, things going with the coronavirus. And she's like, it couldn't be better. I mean, all my kids are back with me. And I mean, she was just so happy. And I thought, you know, it's just contagious. And so try to look for the good. Try to find the good in the things that are around. And of course, that's one reason for having a gratitude journal. You're looking for the good. Um, so that's one of our little, um, little tools that we have in our backpack pocket that we can use and our little social tool tool chest. Another little social tool that we have is reputation. And I think reputation is a big one. Um, Reputation is what you're known for. What are you known for? If someone said, hey, you know, they took your name and said, hey, Cheryl, or Karen, or Barbara, or Carrie, or, or John, or or James, or, or Peter, or whatever the name is, right? And they said, what are they, what do you know about them? What is their reputation, right? What are you known for? Um, That's what reputation is. 
Um, reputation is a big thing. It makes such a difference. Um, I, you build up a reputation as a teacher very, very quickly. And it's interesting. Um, kids come into my class and they already know me because their neighbor had me as a, as a teacher or their brother or sister or their cousin or the person down the street or the person in their church or whatever. And it's interesting because um, through the years of teaching, having taught for so many years, I have such a reputation that I, my discipline program doesn't have to be nearly as structured because I have built up a reputation that, you know, I respect kids, kids respect me, I treat them as they would want to be treated, they treat me with respect, and I have little problem with kids be misbehaving in my classrooms. Um, so that reputation, you know, boy, it doesn't matter where you go, um, in your church class or in your neighborhood or whatever, people always talk about the teacher, but, you know, um, everybody builds a reputation. Um, I, my husband, you know, I've talked about how he has just started a new company and that's such a big deal. Um, and in companies, you know, we've done, he has to do so much money in advertisement and stuff. And what we found is, you know, you can go out there and get commercials and you can have big billboards and you can have all kinds of things. But really, what builds your business, what builds a company's ability to be successful is what people say about the company. You know, um, we have this little ice cream. Um, well, you know, just think about this, actually, the food trucks. They have such a reputation for good. People talk about food trucks like crazy. People always want to go try a food truck. We have this ice cream food truck and they don't have, they don't have a single commercial or anything. And then, and the lineups, I mean, they don't have a sign. There's nothing. I've never seen anything. They have the food truck and then people just flock there and it's always packed. You know, this little tiny food truck. Why? Because people say, have you been to Carrie Ann's? Have you been there? Have you been, have you tried it? And that, that reputation just flies through the community, right? So companies are built on a reputation. So when you take care to do a good job at what you do, that reputation just, it just goes like wildfire, you know, it's interesting, like with the coronavirus and everything and when schools were shutting down and stuff, literally, you don't even have to be watching the news. You don't have to do anything and you hear what's going to happen within minutes. You don't, it's not like, oh, a week later you found out because that tr news travels so quickly and that's how it is with our reputation. And the, honestly, the kids in my classroom build such a reputation with me so easily and so quickly. Um, Kids who work hard, who try their best, who always put their best foot forward and who don't lie to me and who are honest and don't try to get away with something. Um, oh, they build such a reputation with me. Like I would bend over backwards to help them, you know, because they're like, they're doing their best. And honestly, the kids who struggle and who's, who ask for help, my, my students, I always say the best students and all of my kids say, ask questions because like those kids are the ones that I am so impressed with because that builds a reputation. They're asking, 
how to do something. So what they're telling me is they care to do well. They want to do a good job. They don't just want to hurry and be done, right? That builds such a reputation with me. Um, and then, you know, I'll, you know, if kids cheat or, or if they're actually, they, you know, when they cheat, I caught them, but, but so many kids will do things like we have timings in my class and they have to get so many digits in a minute. And if they get, they have, most of them have to get 60 digits in a minute to pass their timing. And there, I'll have so many kids put 59 on their paper and that builds such a reputation with me. I mean, I just am so in awe of those kids because to me, like they could have in, in one second, I have 30 kids in my class. I can't watch every single kid. They could put one more digit down and nobody would know, but they don't, right? They have this integrity that follows them. And boy, when it comes down to hardcore decisions that you have to make, those kids that build that reputation with me, oh, I'm just so on their side. And if something happens, like it's questionable, but somebody comes out and says, so-and-so did this or whatever. And these kids that have built, built this reputation with me, like I, I am on their side from the very start, right? I'm going to see what's happening and I'm going to say, okay, let's talk about what happened. And then, and I'm always going to give them a second chance. And so reputation is huge. It's huge. And it's what you're known for. And one way that you build that reputation is, is you have to look and say, what are your values, right? What things do you really value? Do you care about some things that I really value is keeping my word. Um, when I was honestly 10, 11, maybe 12 at the most, I decided to myself that if I made a promise, I was going to keep it. And I was never going to say something that I didn't do. So, um, I told myself that if you can get me to promise, then there's no way I'm going to do it. Right. And so that's something that I pride myself on. How many times have you been with someone that they said, Hey, like kids do this all the time. Um, I'll call you and we'll play. And then they never call. And the other kids sitting there waiting. I remember I had a date one. I had, it was like my 16th or my, I think it was my 16th birthday. And it was so exciting. And my so-called boyfriend, was going to come and make a big day of my birthday and make a big deal of it, right? And I was so excited. We were going to go water skiing. And I mean, it was just going to be fun. Well, he didn't follow through with his promise. And I sat there at home all day waiting for him on my 16th birthday. And that was huge, right? Another thing um, that I believe I have a reputation for is hard work. Um... I really believe in working hard. That is probably my biggest reputation. Um, I am not lazy. And sometimes I do, I maybe don't work as smart. My husband works a lot smarter than I do. And I work hard. Um, I need to learn to, to work smart too. But like, um, you know, I'm just not afraid of hard work. And so that's a core value that I have. Um, another core value that I have is I want to serve others. I would rather give somebody something than take, you know. And so you you take your your core values and what the things are and you you decide what is it that I believe in? What is it that I believe in? 
and you d- you th- spend time thinking, you know, and more this um, podcast, all the things that I talk about, these are what the things that I believe in. And, um, and then you build on that and you build a trust with other people by doing what you say you're going to do. And it's not a single act. Reputation doesn't happen with one single act. It's what you do consistently day after day after day. And, you know, I think about smiling and being happy. Um, that's something that I could work on a little bit more is being happy and around my family, especially, and building that, a a reputation of happiness. So, and one thing that I want you to know too, is that whatever reputation you have, you can change. There's, there's no set anything. You can keep building reputation and, and change who you are and become something different Um, so that's another, another little tool that we have in our toolbox is, is reputation and trust that people have. So he also talks about, um, faith. He says the master gave us the formula for increasing our strength when he said, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, mustard seed, ye shall say into this mountain, remove hence to yonder place. And it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And we've talked about faith a lot. So I wanted to kind of more talk about the reputation and the humor and smiling on this one. But he also talks about prayer, righteousness, dependability. Really, almost every one of the podcasts that we've had so far, a lot of them are the little tools that we can put into our back pockets to build um, the, an advantage of ourselves for ourselves so that we can have the law of advantage working for us so that we can work smart and we can have things happen in our lives to make our lives better. So these are just things to think about. I hope that I kind of tried to focus on, on happiness and, and smiling, especially smiling and reputation and that those things are tools that you can build in your toolbox to create more in your life, to build your life by design, um, and to have the life that you've dreamed of. So go out there this week and try to build a new reputation for yourself. And I'm going to try to do the same thing. And honestly, I'm going to try to smile more because that's something I need to do better and I'm going to work at that so I'm going to commit to you and you know I'm speaking to myself when I talk to these podcasts because I'm certainly not perfect but I'm working at it and it's a day-by-day process and and this podcast